they unlocked on Anaheim Ducks. What can the Ducks possibly do tonight against Arizona? And also a conversation with myself, Rob Lianio, and Sarah Avampado. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is hump day, yeah. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you could hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this very show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Please rate five stars if you haven't already. Go ahead and do that right now. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Do that. Do that. I'll, I'll wait. I'll be here. Did they do it? Did you do it? Yeah. All right. So thank you all very much for listening. All right. So the Ducks have lost a few games in a row. They're not looking very good. They have had a lot of drama recently. In case you missed it, the whole Adam Henrique drama happened over the weekend. Then Zegris got called up. And then Zegris got benched for a period. Yeah, it hasn't been a good look. I know Ducks fans are still very furious about how that whole thing went down. Hopefully he will get more playing time tonight as the Ducks conclude their two-game series against the Arizona Coyotes at Gila River Arena. As far as we know, it's going to be mostly the same lineups. Uh, no big changes, except for maybe... Well, there might be a couple of changes just because maybe players are banged up or injured. So we will see later today. I will have that information out on the Locked On Ducks Twitter. So I do also want to mention that this show is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. You'll definitely want to check Built Bar out today. I'll tell you why in a few minutes. All right, let's get right into what I wanted to talk about today. And that was the misuse of Trevor Zegers. I know fans are still livid about this and they have a right to be because Trevor Zegers did have one of the high game scores on Monday night's game. He also has one of the most lethal shots, but also one of the best passes. Uh, Ducks need to look at him more, and I'm going to go a little bit into some juniors stuff because we haven't done that in a while. So looking at some of the goals that he had in juniors, uh, the Ducks are putting him in a wink position, which is not bad because the majority of his goals in juniors have come from that wing position or they have come from either the corners or from the faceoff dots. Kind of good positioning there. Something else to keep in mind. The goals he scored in San Diego. Okay, so those have been a little bit fluky, but those can easily be in that wing position. Look at the power play goal that he had where he came in streaking from the wrong side. Um, One of those goals in particular was from a bad angle. This was against the Bakersfield Condors where he pulled off something like that. And at the time of that goal, he was playing wing. But still... His best game is the passing game. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, not another Ducks player who thinks pass first. Yeah, he's an elite passer. Look at the two passes he had to Ricard, both to Ricard Raquel, by the way. One crossing the Royal Road and one coming from the Wayne Gretzky position behind the net. In order for Trevor Zegers to succeed, he has to A, play, and B, play with that same line or maybe a different line. Not that Raquel isn't a finisher, but Ricard Raquel has not been finishing pucks the way he should. In order for Trevor Zegris to succeed, the Ducks should think about putting him in a different line and putting someone else on defense in that first power play unit. 
I'm going to stick by that the entire way. I'm going to stick by that statement because Shattenkirk has not been working out. I do want to talk about that too, actually. About the first power play unit. Kevin Shattenkirk has not been working out in that first power play unit. Both of the best chances that the Ducks had on Monday night came in that second unit. And I equate that to Cam Fowler being the quarterback on that second power play. Now, this also could be a residue that Ryan Getzloff is on that second power play unit. And Getzloff is still an elite passer. I mean, he can't score like he used to, but he still has that intelligence to know where the players are at all times. So put so switch Fowler and Shattenkirk, maybe. Or maybe take Shatty out of the power play. I know that's why the Ducks signed him for $3.9 million. I get that. But you have to realize, he hasn't been playing that well so far this season. In fact, Kevin Shattenkirk has had a few games this season where his game score is way below zero. And he's easily one of the worst players on the ice as far as that's concerned. Now, I do see some charts saying that, yeah, the expected goals and some of the Corsi 4 plus against favors Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk has done fairly well defensively, but the complete lack of offensive output from Shattenkirk and especially letting out a couple of softballs out to the neutral zone is really declining his stock. So if you're Coach Dallas Eakins, you got to ask yourself what changes need to be made. You cannot keep every line as is. They've lost several games in a row now. You have to make some kind of change. Am I saying that Coach Eakins needs to change his lines? A little bit. Does he need to tweak his power play units? Abso-freaking-lutely. Yanni Hockenpah, let him play. In fact, you know, I might switch it up and talk more about the kids in the second part of this program just because I haven't talked about all the kids enough. So we'll talk about who should probably be out of that lineup. Shattenkirk, move down to the second line, maybe. Put Yanni Hockenpah up there as far as a power play unit. And maybe when Hampus Lindholm comes back, put him in a power play unit. When Josh Manson comes back, put him back on a power play unit. Yes, the Ducks have injuries. And they also have kind of a lack of depth in the defensive slot. So why not put him in there? In fact, if you're the Ducks, if Lindholm is going to be out for an extended period of time, you know who they ought to bring up. Jamie Drysdale. He's only 18, but... He has proven himself in the American Hockey League as well. Once again, he's leading all defensemen in the AHL with eight points. Leading all defensemen, and it's not close. So try something different, will you, Ducks? All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land. And you guys definitely want to check out BuiltBar.com today because they are bringing back one of their popular flavors. It is the Cookie Dough Chunk. That is right. I've had some. They are delicious. Thank you, Built Bar, for sending them. They are a chocolate bar, a protein bar that has only 150 calories, only 16 grams of protein. Actually, rather, it's packed with 16 grams of protein. I knew that. And only 4 grams of sugar. And the cookie dough might be one of the best tasting protein bars I've ever had. And that is no joke. Little itty bitty bits of cookie dough into their already delicious and healthy protein bar. If you want to check it out for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com today. 
This is a limited sale that lasts until Friday. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you a 20% discount on your next order. Once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On gets you 20% off your next order. And go get those cookie dough chunk protein bars today. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the first intermission, I'm going to say it once again. I've said it several times. If they would let the kids play, let them play. We'll talk about that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and you're going to hear me say this phrase at least two to three more times on this segment, but I'm going to start off by saying it once again. Coach Dallas Eakins should let the kids play. Currently, the Ducks have not one, not two, not three, not four, to quote LeBron James, not five, not six. Not seven, eight, eight players age 23 or younger. That is young, very young. And then you add in Vinny Letary, Danton Heinen, who are both 25 years old. Yeah, they're, they're young. They're all super young. Let's go down the list. Troy Terry's 23 years old. He's done better as of late. Two goals, two assists, four points. Jacob Larson, he has been struggling this season. I mean, he is... Okay, for those Ducks fans that are saying he doesn't belong in the NHL, Jacob Larson has had some very good plays on the neutral zone. He's had some good defensive plays. Offensively, maybe not so much. But defensively, he's had some good plays. And um, let's face it, Ducks fans, who else are you going to put on defense? Because, you know, a couple other guys are hurt right now. So you may as well give Jacob Larson a shot, right? He can't do any worse than who else is out there, right? Then you have oh, Max Jones, who's 22 years old. He had been struggling this season. Maybe switching lines is going to be a good thing for him. He also has two goals this season. Sam Steele, he also has two goals along with three apples and five points. He's 22 years old. Josh Mahura finally coming up. He got his first point the other night. So Josh Mahura... He might figure to be a part of this Ducks roster for a long time coming. Isaac Lundestrom, he's only 21 years old. Guess what? He scored two goals. Should have been three, but he scored two goals so far this young season. Lundestrom has looked very good on offense. I like Lundestrom's game a lot, and I have since last year in San Diego because he really knows how to get into the good uh, neutral zone spots in order to get into the zone. He's very good at getting around that faceoff dot and getting some good shots and also getting some very good chances. Now, I know that he doesn't get off as many shots as he would like, or rather shots on goal. He's had a few that have missed. Granted, they've been good shots. They've been effective. They just haven't hit the net. Then we have the last two, Trevor Zegras, who I've talked about at length. He's just come up. It's about time. He'll get on the board, guys. Trust me, Trevor Zegras will get on the score sheet sooner rather than later. I don't know if I'm going to put him on the scoreboard tonight. I did predict that today's game would be a lower scoring game. It's going to be a 2-1 to game. 
So betonlines.ag, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah, take the under. But Trevor Zegris, he'll get on the board eventually. I left Max Comtois for last. The reason I left him for last is because I think he's been the Ducks' best player so far this season. Some fans are going to argue with me on that. Some fans are going to say, well, there's some other guys that are doing really well. Okay, okay, who's done well? Who's done well? Ricard Raquel. Okay, Raquel has played well. His game scores have been high. His Corsi 4 has been good. He's only got one goal. He just hasn't found the back of the net yet. His expected goals is really high. I'll grant him that. His his expected score should be a lot higher than it is. And he's finding good spots. Okay, well, what about Cam Fowler? Cam Fowler, I think, has done a terrific job. For my money, Cam Fowler has been the best defenseman on this team. He's been the best defenseman. Second would be Yanni Hockenpah. And then everyone else. That's where I go. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't don't even argue this. Don't try this. No. Max Comtois has been the best player on this team. I would say up there as well as Jakob Silverberg. He's been very good so far this season. All-star caliber. Getzloff hasn't been too bad so far this season. And Raquel's looked good. But the best player on the Ducks is one of your youngest players. And that's Max Comtois. You've got to let the kids play. Let all eight of those kids continue to play and continue to develop. All right? That's all I'm saying. Max Comtois, seven goals. That leads a team. Four assists, 11 points. Those 11 points also lead the team by far. The next highest point total for the Ducks is Jakob Silverberg with eight. Max Comtois. If there was an all-star game this season, Max Comtois would be your all-star candidate for the Ducks. And you can bet your ass he would want to play in an all-star game this season. And it is kind of a shame. It's a shame that we don't have an all-star game. Because how cool would it be for this young kid to make the all-star game and to be able to have his name up in lights and for him to say, yeah, I was an all-star. I think what the NHL should do was not have an all-star game necessarily, but at least... You know, give out their their roster spots, quote unquote, and at least put out some kind of roster saying, "Hey, if we had an All Star game, here's who would be named to the team." That way, it could at least give the fans something, give them something to cheer about. But Ducks fans, they want to cheer. Coach Dallas Eakins, the fans would cheer a lot more if you let the kids play. Let them, put them loose, put a kid line out there. Oh, who's the kid line? I don't know. Maybe Lundestrom, Comtois, Steele, or Terry in there. Oh, okay. Who else? Well, just put all those young guys on the line. Zegris, Lundestrom, Jones, Comtois, Terry, and I don't, I don't know who else you could put out there. But put put all the young guys out there. Put those six. Terry, Comtois, Steele, Jones, Mahura, Zegris. Done. Mix them up. Make those two lines and see how much better off the Ducks could be. I'm just saying. All right, yeah, they may as well try anything, you know, throw crap at the wall, see what sticks. All right, let's head into the second intermission. Let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Right now, they have lines for tonight's. Oh, this is bad. The Ducks are, of course, the underdog in tonight's game. They're the underdog by a long shot. Uh, Folks, 
If you're going to make any bet on tonight's game, take the under on the goals. It is an over-under of five. Take the under. It's going to be two, three, or four goals at the most. We're not going to see five goals. We're not going to see six goals. This is not going to be the same thing like the last game. Both Rob and I agree, and we still agree on this, that after the score fest on Monday, Wednesday will be a little bit tighter. It'll be low scoring. So if you go to betonline.ag right now... On your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. And if you're going to make a bet on tonight's Ducks-Coyotes game, take the under on the goals. Take the under. That's all I'm saying. So once again, that's betonline.ag, your trusted online sportsbook and the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. All right. So we're going to head into the break right now, and this will be the last you hear of me live. For the third segment, it's going to be a little bit different. I will be joined by Sarah Avampado and Rob Leano, and we're going to end the show with both of them and talk a little bit of random stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about the outdoor game and just random outdoor stuff. So hopefully you guys will enjoy that and We'll get to that on the other side. Stay locked in. You both saw some of the scene. Let's segue into that just for finality. <laughs> Outdoor game. What do you think? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. See, I, I'm a huge, uh, like, I'm, I, I've. I grew up only two, two and a half, three hours away from Lake Tahoe. So it kind of brought back memories, seeing some of the scenery. I'm just like, man, that that's like some of my childhood vacation memories right there. And to see a hockey game being played right freaking there was awesome. Plus, yeah, see how, how the NHL put it, um, tried to pull it off. You know, there were some glitches, but man, they did a great job. And I, I again, I love that place. Like, I know it obviously isn't financially feasible for. Well, it would be financially feasible if people would be okay with making like slightly less money than they usually do. But I would love that they, if they would do this more often, like, like I definitely do not subscribe to the whole, like, ah, the purest form of hockey is just a man on skates on a lake. Like, I don't (laughs) create, I don't care. But like, it was so refreshing to just see a game that was just about watching the game. There was no, crowd it was just about we're playing the game there's this beautiful scene around us well i mean there were you know whatever but like (laughs) it it was it was such a different experience than the stadium series any of those outdoor games that we've been seeing um and i feel like they could do a little more cool stuff with it because they also didn't have to worry about cramming in you know 70 plus thousand fans or whatever but I, i wish that they could they would do these more often of just you know, no fans, just some dudes by a lake. Um, maybe someday they'll actually get Pierre Edouard Belmer his like dream of actually playing on a lake. Um, <laughs> but you know, he had his heart broken by learning they weren't playing actually on Lake Tahoe. But uh, oh, poor guy, you know, guy. He, he looked like you. It was like one of those like you could see the moment his heart broke whenever he <laughs> told, was told, "No, we're not playing on the lake." I, but it, it was just so cool to watch. And of course, like the NHL can't get out of its own way because, of course, they managed to find ways to, to you know, oops, we forgot about the sun. Like, dear, dear Gary Bettman, how did you forget about the sun? But you know, all things told, it was a pretty neat. Uh, pretty neat thing to watch and i'm pretty sure that gritty might have killed the bruins mascot 
Oh, I, yeah, I saw that. What was up with? <laughs> okay, gritty. You'll never know. <laughs> gritty being gritty will always be one of my favorite things, especially during the outdoor games. You know, you have him streaking on the field one game, and now you have this. <laughs> I mean, gritty is the ultimate mascot. But yeah, saying that there was no fans, there were some fans there, Sarah, and you were the one that tweeted about this. There were, because some people went and hung out on the lake, uh, which I feel like like that was like the coolest, like most unexpected. I mean, I'm sure someone could have predicted that was going to happen, but just seeing all these people rolling up in boats and kayaks and stuff uh, was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, as I, as I noticed, uh, there was a guy in a kayak in a Chicago Wolves jersey, which is one of the other teams I cover. Uh, and the Wolves ended up, they actually tracked him down. They did. Um, they did. And he, because the guy was like, I'll do a polar plunge for a jersey. And the Wolves were like, hey, what if like we also, you also do like a donation to one of the charities they support or something? And the guy did it. So they're working on, I believe, getting him his jersey. Uh, but, no kidding. you know, fans are everywhere, including in the middle of Lake Tahoe, apparently. I didn't hear about the follow-up to that, so thanks for that. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of other fans, not just Saturday, but Sunday. I don't know if you guys saw the guy that actually took the polar plunge Sunday night in what can only be described as um, patriotic underwear. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Well, that was a choice. (laughs) I I did not get a chance to see that, but that's that's something else. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was. There was a more diverse crowd on Sunday, and if I was not working this weekend, I would have totally gone up there to do that. Except um, I don't know how to kayak or canoe. <laughs> I don't own one. I would have. I, I would have just said screw it and go anyways. Like, just why not? Do, do, I, but, do you know how to kayak? No. You'd learn. If I tipped over, I'd, I'd, I'm like, ah, that's fine. Well, if you probably, tip over, you'll definitely get on television. Exactly, and you know, not, 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 nothing bad about tipping over and in uh, falling into a uh, a pretty deep alpine and very cold alpine lake, and not knowing how to swim. I'm be perfect. No oh, problems yeah. there. Yeah, oh, I that. kayaked exactly once and was like, "This is scary. I'm never doing it again." And then I, I was up in Kenora, Ontario, because that is the kind of vacation that I take. And uh, I just sat on the dock and watched my friend kayak around instead. And she was like, I saw a bald eagle and a bear. And I was like, that's nice. I saw some fish. Um, I've done the Davy Crockett canoes at Disneyland. Does that count? No. Uh, <laughs> then I have no experience. I would have just gotten one of those, like, uh, those... Uh, those like pedal boats that you just go in and just like <laughs> only if it was like a giant one shaped like a swan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would I would have shaped it based off of whatever uh, hockey team I'd have it, but you know. Yeah. By the way, I have to get give... giant gritty shaped pedal boat. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> what are we starting? <laughs> if someone out there wants to make that, please send us a picture. It's probably already happening. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, I did like that there were fans of all shaped. I mean, all the teams that were represented, including the Red Wings. Someone out there, some brave soul with a Red Wings flag. First off, Red Wings fans still exist. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I guess Nolan. so. I'm, I'm kidding, Nolan. 
<laughs> that's too mean. I have to give props to some of the people bringing out their best jerseys out on the lake, but especially the boat that had the American flag and the Canadian flag. They had the fire pit in the boat with the TV on. What kind of setup would you guys have if you're going to do that? I mean, that was my whole answer was gritty shaped paddle boat thing. <laughs> I mean, depending, I mean, like I got to figure out, you know, maybe next time it's probably not going to be Lake Tahoe next time or whatever, but you know, what kind of size boat is allowed on the next lake or whatever that they're going to do. If it's Lake Tahoe again, I'll f- we'll figure that out. <laughs> then, then I'll do like the similar thing. I'll do maybe like a pretty large size boat with a pretty large TV, have my, uh, and, and maybe have like multiple, uh, a, a flag up with the, the two teams I support in the NHL. And then go from there. Nice. You know, who knows? All right. Um, we've been talking for a while. I think we should wrap this up here. So I'm just going to like do the whole like plugs here. So my podcast is locked on Anaheim Ducks. You can find me at LO underscore Ducks. My personal service at SimpyJD. I've been drinking. <laughs> can I say that on the air? Yeah, we make the rules. Yeah, that's right. We make the rules. Uh, so Sarah, since you were next to talk, go ahead. Say whatever you want. Uh, I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. Locked on Kings is at locked on LA Kings. If you feel like uh, experiencing pain with me, you can go do that. Uh, I'm also on Locked on NHL on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, locked on NHL pods on Twitter. Uh, and of course, all shows available wherever you get your podcasts. And Rob, my new best friend. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean that, Sarah. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm on Twitter at RobLeonio1, and, uh, well, Locked on Coyotes at LO underscore Coyotes. Uh, again, we are uh, a uh, Connor Garland stan account, so you will see me tweet about Connor Garland maybe uh, maybe once a day, if that's if you're, if we're lucky about once a day. We'll say about that. Um, but I also cover the Roadrunners doing a lot of stuff there, too. So you'll see, you'll see me tweet a lot about uh, the little the meeps down there. Meep, meep always, right? <laughs> yep, meep, meep. What, what, Sarah? No, I love it. I'm very charmed. <laughs> I, Sarah, they actually do that. Uh, like, every time they introduce the Tucson Roadrunners at the arena, the PA guys, like, and like, you're Tucson Roadrunners. And then they, and then you hear, they speak and go, meet me. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. That's so cute. I love it. <laughs> and, and, and Sarah, I, I didn't mean it. I mean, we can all coexist as as, as as friends and you know we all we all bring different things to our friendships i don't bring you know super regional tacos or anything but but that's fine i that's fine i bring other other skills i just don't know what they are right now <laughs> you bring more personality we we, we could we, we 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 need the sarah of Potter personality down with us we do uh, i'll try <laughs> <laughs> thanks once again on behalf of Sarah Avampado and Rob Lianio for Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Continue practicing social distancing. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together. <laughs>